Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, folks, we got another NFL Sunday on tap, so let's get right down to it. Plenty of action uh, to talk about, so without much further ado, we have Dallas hosting the Falcons, Dallas nine and a half point favorites. I love this game, so let's get into it. Dak Prescott had an awful game along with the rest of the Cowboys. Everyone got on him. It was a classic trap spot. I sh- I I even talked about it and I still didn't think the uh Broncos were going to play hard enough to actually win that game. And you know, I got, got caught uh got caught when I shouldn't have because I saw the punch coming and I still got hit with it. So that always sucks. But looking at this spot, Dallas Got to be far sharper in terms of focus this week. Even if the defense is giving up points, this offense is going to play better today without question, in my opinion. I think they target Atlanta secondary. I love C.D. Lamb in this spot, but Amari Cooper could definitely get it going, too. That's not uh, that's not really a stretch of the imagination. And Dalton Schultz in the tight end spot, I think, could be a very uh well utilized weapon this week after getting ignored for a few weeks so to me uh this spot just screams points overall i like where dallas is in terms of health wise uh in terms of the offensive plays i just think that they they got caught napping last week and they got punished uh uh punished for it so to me uh this is a target heavily spot i love dak as a in the qb spot he's 6900 on DraftKings, 8100 on FanDuel. realistically he's going to be my number one qb this week and i'm just going to keep targeting him ezekiel elliott i i know i didn't touch on him but he's 7k on DraftKings, 8k on FanDuel. i don't have an issue going with zeke but i'm focusing more on dak so i'm underweight on zeke but Zeke could easily get there and kind of ruin my day. So I'll probably have some hedge builds where if I'm not playing Dak and the guys, I'm going to play Zeke uh, in that uh, kind of a hedge spot because I think Zeke uh, definitely can get to work in. And you can play Dak and Zeke together. That's not to say it's uh, it's impossible for it to get there. It's just not the most likely because for that scenario to work, you need the Dak dump off to Zeke. And I think the Cowboys are going to have enough matchups further down the field that they don't even need to do the Dak dump offs to Zeke uh, to get there. But it certainly can happen. It's just not my preferred route of attacking uh, the game in terms of uh, how I think it plays out. Then on the Atlanta side, you got a classic blowout uh, spot because, you know, I think the Cowboys cover this nine and a half. I I think... They come out to make a statement. They they were absolutely flat against the Broncos in this same spot last week. I think they come back. Because remember, Thanksgiving is uh, not too far down the road, folks. Uh, Jerry lo- loves those Thanksgiving games. 
And so Dak uh, and uh, the Cowboys really need to start picking it up because, yeah, it was a blip on the radar going uh, dropping that game and going to six and two. You drop another game and go to six and three, then people really start talking, especially when it was two winnable games at home. People will start talking in the uh, uh, hot seat, uh, uh, fires right back up on uh, uh, Mike McCarthy. So to me, I think Dallas takes care of business. I'm not going too crazy over it. On the Atlanta side, I do love Cordero Patterson. I love Russell Gage. And my third would be Kyle Pitts. Here's the thing. Tight end, complete crapshoot this week because you got no Kelsey, you got no Waller. It, it is really hard trying to make a case for tight end this week when you don't have any of the big guns in terms of uh, plays. And that's just the way it is. It's like you got no Kittle either. Like there are no premier tight ends. So to me, you're just kind of rolling the dice. Maybe Dallas Goddard does something but Jalen Hurts has been awful uh, in terms of actually playing the <laughs> an actual NFL game as QB he just hasn't been good um Pat Freermuth uh you know uh Big Ben isn't playing today we'll get into that in a bit uh so you got Mason Rudolph but uh he could be in play at 3900 uh, but like why like I said the reason why I like Kyle Pitts not necessarily because everyone is you know, he's been jumping off the charts. I I don't think the Falcons have used him. It's just the fact that Pitts, you know, 5,800, he's not that bad of a price at that end. He's definitely expensive, but it's not egregious. And with so many slim options, he at least has a route to get there. Unlike most tight ends, like most tight ends, you're just, you're just crossing your fingers and praying. So uh, I, I'm definitely going to be, looking at Kyle Pitts' direction on the Atlanta side. Uh, a little bit in terms of Matt Ryan, but that's more on Yahoo. Uh, oh, for those of you who don't know, Yahoo has a free, I mean, not I shouldn't say free, but they have a $20 contest uh, uh, with like a 250 k prize pool, uh, uh, grand prize uh, for the winner, that they do the overlay. And then what I mean by overlay is, Yahoo is literally taking a loss running this contest just because they want to get more people playing. And it just doesn't make any sense not to have uh, exposure there. So to me, I I just look at it as a, a case where, you know, they need to kind of focus on uh, get, uh, getting, uh, I, I would say, um, I, I I would say like overall, uh, you know, it it just doesn't make it that much sense, uh, going too crazy with some of these plays, uh, overall, in my opinion. So to me, Atlanta, you you got you got enough weapons there that you know you don't need to try to get too cute with this. Uh, I, I think you have uh, some weapons there, and Pitts definitely can get there. It's just a matter of uh, do you get the f- proper runback script where Dallas gets up big and then Atlantic starts chipping away and cut it, uh, cutting this game down where then it's like, okay, it's a three-touchdown game. They get two touchdowns, and then you're worried about a backdoor cover. 
certainly possible. I think Dallas still uh, covers the uh, covers the spread. Uh, I just don't. Uh, I just think that Atlanta is viable from a fantasy production standpoint because the Cowboys' defense is known to give up big plays. So to me, I, I like Atlanta too in this spot. But I'm definitely targeting Dak in the passing game because I definitely think with Atlanta secondary, uh, there are points to be scored in this one uh, for certain. So, uh, you know, uh, with that total being at 55, I think it's well worth uh, going after this game. Next up, a game I will not be on. Uh, the Jets hosting the Bills, a 48 total. Uh, the Bills are 13-point favorites. Listen, and I'm going to be very clear here. Uh, this line barely moved. The Bills have not shown me enough that I would feel comfortable with the Bills with a line this big. The Jets have played teams tough this year. I don't really like the Jets, but trying to pick on the Jets with what essentially ends up being a two-touchdown game, I, I don't like it. I, I just don't like it. So I'm going to take the Jets side as the dog because they've been pesky enough to hang around in games that they really shouldn't have any business being in. I just don't feel the need to try to target the Jets. I wouldn't be betting this one anyway. But to me, I just don't like, uh, if I'm doing a picks bowl, I don't like trying to force in a Buffalo uh, play where the Bills haven't shown me, uh, execution-wise, uh, that they can get it done. Can Josh Allen and uh, Stefan Diggs have a great game? Yeah. But like I said, the Jets have been solid enough on defense that they've gotten... I've, they've gotten enough respect out of me where I at least have to get, contemplate... Uh, is it worth it to try to pick on this team, especially when they've had the 10 days off because they played Thursday night football? Uh, Mike White is expected to be back under center. I I just don't I don't think it's worth it. So I'm avoiding this game entirely from a defense perspective. I'm not betting it. I'm just pretending it doesn't exist and move on from there. And I would suggest you guys do the same. I don't even like playing the Bills defense in this spot because the Bills defense is so pricey this week across the industry. It's just not worth it, in my opinion. So uh, moving on, Cleveland and New England. Uh, this this is one of the ugliest games of the, uh, uh, of the entire slate. New England uh, is a uh, two-point favorite. Uh, well, depending on the line, it's like some lines I've seen uh, one and a half. Other lines, I've seen two and a half. Um, but realistically, I look at this spot and I say to myself, I think Cleveland's still the better team, even though they have not been consistent in the slightest. I'm going to lean with uh, taking Baker here and, you know, hope that, uh, you know, we get a solid enough performance out of Baker where we we don't have to start scratching our heads because really do not have the patience to be wondering what Cleveland team I'm getting this week. So to, from my perspective, I kind of know where I want to go and I'm not going crazy over uh, how uh, Cleveland shows up today. I just, I expect them to show up. And so I trust they will. That, that, that That's about as simple as I could say it. It's like, I, I cannot, uh, dwell on whether or not I think Cleveland's going to show up. 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bank on the fact that they will, and, and just leave it at that. And they they do what they need to do to take care of business and and go from there. I'm I'm not gonna stress over thinking how are they gonna get it done. I just I expect them to get it done, and uh, I I think that's just how this this game plays out. It may it may not be the prettiest game on the slate. But I think it's the most logical result. And I'm going to leave it at that. And we will move on um, in terms of uh, the actual analysis. Because I think this game's going to be kind of ugly, to be perfectly honest. Because in terms of the DFS application, I only have interest in Dearness Johnson. I don't trust the passing game from either squad. Baker Mayfield's been injured and inconsistent to go along with it. Mac Jones just doesn't have that many weapons. So I just, I'm just going to pass on basically everyone except the Ernest Johnson. Yeah, you can contemplate the defenses in this game, uh, but these teams tend to not want to turn the ball over either uh, by not going too crazy with it. So I'm not, I'm not that crazy about the game in general uh, to go out and target because uh, even the Patriots defense is on the pricier side. So, I'm not really feeling it this week. Obviously, no Nick Chubb uh, because of the COVID uh, guideline. So we're we're gonna we're gonna just kind of move on and uh, keep moving uh, because we got plenty of games to talk about. Pittsburgh and Detroit. No Big Ben. This line moved three points. I don't get it. Uh, Mason Rudolph is not that much of a drop off uh, from Big Ben at this point because Big Ben can't throw. Uh, Rudolph can throw slightly. He has other deficiencies that, uh, you know, get called into question in terms of decision-making, but Detroit's bad. I mean, that's just the way it is. So if your line held at nine and a half for a picks pool, yeah, take Detroit. But if your line moved from the nine and a half to like five and a half or six and a half, you have to take the Pittsburgh side. Uh, the the Steelers can win this game by a touchdown. Like the Detroit is not good, folks. They're not good. So to me, if if we can get the Steelers for a touchdown or less, you take the Steelers side and you hammer that line because Detroit is that bad. And Najee Harris can run all over this defense, so they don't need Mason Rudolph to go crazy. I think. Realistically, this line movement should have been a half point or maybe a point, but not three. Like, it's just too much of a line movement just because Big Ben's out. Uh, It's just an overreaction. So, to me, hammer the Steelers if you can get it under a touchdown. If if you're in a picks pool and it locked, obviously it locked, uh, and there's no change to the line, then you take the Lions side. But, you know, keep it simple. And out of this game, the only guy I'm really interested in is Najee Harris for the Steelers. Uh, I'll have some exposure to Deontay uh, Johnson as well, just because I could see Mason Rudolph dumping off the ball to him. But I don't like the this Detroit side because I think the Steelers' defense is good enough to shut down this offense. I don't think it's worth it to try to go uh, and just uh, try and try to target. I I don't I don't see the point. I don't see the point in trying to do a run back with Detroit side. I just don't think they're good enough. End of story. J 
Jacksonville uh, traveling to Indy to play the Colts. Colts 10 half point favorites. I'm targeting Carson Wentz. I'm targeting the Colts passing game. I'm targeting uh, Jonathan Taylor. I'm basically targeting, like, if it's Colts related, I'm probably on it. Uh, I, again, I keep saying it. This Jacksonville team is terrible. The Colts are better than people think. Ten and a half point favorites. Honestly, this line should have been flopped with the, the Bills line, in my opinion. I think the Colts should have been the two touchdown favorite uh, versus the, instead of the Bills. This Jacksonville team, yes, they had a flu, a couple of fluke performances. They had that upset against the Bills, and that's why they already had their upset game against the Bills. They they, they got their fill of victory. They're a terrible club. I don't see them stringing together, gutting out two tough, gritty performances back to back weeks. No, I think the Colts smash them, and I I just think we move on. It, the question is. Uh, how many different Colts players? I think you can play Carson Wentz, Jonathan Taylor, and Michael Pittman, all three of them together in, in builds. And would not shock me in the least uh, if you are very successful going with that approach because I think they constitute 75% of the Colts' offense. You can you can find different uh, players in and out, but to me, there, there's just no point in in trying to get too cute with this. Uh, play the Colts, bet the Colts, move on. <laughs> like it's that simple. Uh, Tennessee hosting the Saints. Uh, Tennessee two and a half point favorites could be three. Uh, in certain, depending on which books you're looking at. But bottom line, New Orleans is playing Trevor Simeon. Outside the dome in inclement weather, I'm not trusting the Saints to do, to do well outside uh, with a backup QB. No Alvin Kamara. Like, like, do I need to keep going? Yes, I know the 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 Titans don't have Derrick Henry, but they played well enough defensively to get the W against the Rams. They still have uh, AJ Brown. Yes, Julio Jones is gone, but this Colts team knows how to get these grimy wins out of the way. I'm going to just take uh, uh, take it that uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill will uh, take care of the ball, not throw terrible interceptions like he's done the last couple of weeks. I, I think the Colt, I mean, I think the Titans just take care of business. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, the Titans need to kind of keep this momentum going because they're seven and two. They kind of need to get into one of these spots where they can try to go for a number one seed because I think if they have any shot of getting Derrick Henry back and going far in the playoffs, they have got to get that by. So I think they take care of business, they're focused, they lock in and get it done. I don't necessarily like uh, A.J. Brown because of Marshawn Lattimore, but in terms of the actual plays here from DFS standpoint, I'm I'm gonna be lower on basically everyone because it's only a 43 total. It's yeah, you can play Jeremy McNichols, you can play Adrian Peterson. I just don't like the plays, and to me, this is a low scoring spot. I'm just gonna play the Tennessee defense, move on with my life. Uh, you can play the Saints defense if you want to get leverage that way. I don't think it's that crazy of an idea. I just think that it's just going to be a low-scoring game overall. Next up, the other game I'm targeting, 
Tampa against Washington. Tampa, nine and a half point favorites coming into Washington. As you may recall, Tampa had the playoff game to start off the Super Bowl run against Washington. Washington gave him a go of it with Taylor Heineke, also the QB that night, uh, going up against him. I just look at this and say Tom Brady is trying to win the MVP award. He's trying to uh, uh, have a touchdown record as well uh, with the squad he's got. Um, Chris Godwin is in. That makes my play that I love for the week even better. Tyler Johnson. Uh, no A-B, so uh, Antonio Brown is still out. I love Tyler Johnson in this spot because he's going to play the slot. He's going to play A-B's role. You still got Godwin healthy. You still have Mike Evans. You can beat Washington with the deep ball. And Tyler Johnson is the speedster on this squad uh, with no A-B. Give me Tyler Johnson at 3300 on DraftKings. Uh, he's just so cheap this week. Please, I am just going to jam in Tyler Johnson. I am not going to overthink this one. Yes, you can play Mike Evans as well at 6900 And I love Terry McLaurin, too. I'm just, uh, uh, as the run back for Washington uh, uh, at 7600 Man, it, like this game, you just can go with multiple guys in this game. And the spot, to me, just from an ownership standpoint, it's just not that popular. I don't see it being that popular. I, I know people are talking about Terry McLaurin, but with people don't like playing games where there's expected to be a blowout. Like they, they get hesitant to do so. I love these spots. So to me... I think uh, you got a Tampa Bay side that's looking to put up points. They get out ahead, and they just keep going. And then Washington, yeah, they're going to try to chip away. And the best way to go about it is just keep throwing the deep ball to uh, Terry McLaurin. I don't necessarily like J.D. McKissick that much, but if you don't want to play McLaurin, McKissick's also 5,200 in the blowout spot trying to play catch-up. That's where he's going to excel with dump-off passes in the backfield. Uh, to me, you should be having some exposure to this game. I, I think it's a mistake not building your lineup to have at least a piece up uh, a piece from this game. I just think there's way too many uh, potential for explosive plays to ignore this game entirely. Moving on to the four o'clock slate, we got Carolina at Arizona. No Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you know, we got this news. It, it's it's this is a this is one of the toughest games to call in my opinion because no Kyler no DeAndre Hopkins and we saw them smash last week. This line is shifting down to eight and a half and probably it should be closer to seven because I just think the line's too big. Yes, we got PJ Walker in at quarterback for Carolina because Sam Darnold has a fractured shoulder among other things and is going to be out for a significant period of time. The, uh, the Panthers signed Cam Newton. Cam's getting acclimated, so I can't see Cam having any appearance in this game, but who knows? I, I just look at this game, and, you know, this was an easier game to call when, with Kyler in. With Kyler out, yeah, they're going to run the ball with James Conner. Do I think they cover? I don't know. I'm avoiding this game outright because, to me, Arizona could, should win this game, but it's not clear-cut how many points they're getting up. And I think Carolina, for 
as many struggles as they've had, the NFL is a week-to-week league. They can find a way with Christian McCaffrey to get him the ball and get the ball in the end zone. I, I can't see this Carolina offense struggling this mightily with so many good skill position players. Like, somebody's got to be able to figure something out. Like It's just, I don't know. It, to me, I'm not going to try to pick on Carolina. That's all. Next up, Minnesota and, and the Chargers. I always say this, uh, you know, Chargers two and a half point favorites. If you can play Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, or, or Eckler, like a, a Charger stack, I'm never going to be opposed to. So I'm fine with playing this game. I would do the run back with uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Tyler Conklin, it's an interesting play at tight end because tight end is just, you know, such a crapshoot. Conklin's cheap, uh, and the Chargers have been getting abused by tight ends all year long. Uh, I don't have a problem with it, so that's where I'm kind of going. I'm going to kind of get through the rest of these here, uh, but I love the Chargers to win the game, and I would bet them under three points. Uh, to me, that that's just a no-brainer. Uh, I'm, I'm taking it. If Kirk Cousins beats me, he beats me, but I, I'm okay with taking the Chargers in that spot. Uh, Philly. Uh, underdogs traveling on the road to Denver. Denver's not good, folks. Philly's not good. So, that being said, uh, like, Denver didn't get the full three-point favorites at home. Uh, the line keeps moving towards Philly. Uh, do I have faith in Philly? No. But, I know Denver's not any good, and Jalen Hurts can have one or two good throws a game, so I'm gonna give the advantage to Philly pulling out a win eventually, but this one should be just an ugly game that I'm hoping I have no exposure to. But since the Giants are playing today, that like they'll probably stick this game on me. Ugh. Anyway, uh, moving on. Green Bay in the game of the day against Seattle. Aaron Rodgers, less said the better. I just think from a narrative standpoint, Rodgers going to have a lot of people watching him. He knows it. He's ticked off. He's going to play well today. Russell Wilson is back for the Seahawks. This is their last stand. If they don't win today, I don't see how at three and six they can make, they can possibly make the playoffs. So this is the last stand for Seattle. Russ has got to try to save the day. I think Russ tries to do what he can, but this Packers team is just better than they are. Just flat out better. And you got a ticked off Aaron Rodgers. I just don't see how Seattle doesn't give up a ton of points in this game. So, with that being said, uh, I can, I'm can i going to target this game heavily for the afternoon only slate. I still like other plays better than trying to force in uh, Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. But I'm not going to say you can't play either of those uh, folks on the main slate. And then on the run back, I would look at DK Metcalf. But again, to me, I'm going to focus this more on the afternoon only slate and not go too crazy on this on the main slate. But I do like I do like the plays. I just I'm not going to go too heavy on it uh, uh, for it. But that wraps up the afternoon games. Uh, Sunday Night Football, we got Chiefs and uh, Raiders. Uh, Chiefs two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road uh, uh, to Vegas. Um, Raiders always play the Chiefs tough, but the Chiefs Chiefs got to get their act together. I think the Chiefs cover this line, 
and we gotta uh and we'll uh hopefully i'll be able to do the showdown um breakdown uh for the analysis uh later tonight but we'll get into that one and then monday night football we got the rams three and a half point favorites against uh the 49ers i definitely take the rams even though the robert woods news isn't good uh it's still a matchup that heavily favors the rams in my opinion so uh that it's going to do it for me. I'm going to get out of here just so I can get this uploaded. But I love, like I said, I love the Dallas game and I love the Tampa Washington game. If those are the two games I will be focused on for the main slate and where most of my builds are going. So best of luck, everyone. Uh, enjoy the games. And until next time, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets.